Hey everyone, thank you guys for listening to our last episode of Shy City Speaks. Um, this is our fourth episode and we have a special guest here today. Hello everybody, um, if you don't know me, my name is Tony Aguilera, also known as T-Bone. I am Erica and Amanda's father. And um, they invited me here today to speak about anger which is a very, very wide topic and it goes very deep. Yes, it does. Um, so delving into that right off the bat, as far as anger, it's an emotion that we are born with. When you're a baby, you're angry. When you have pee in your pants, you're angry when you're hungry. Um, that's the only way you can express yourself. I was just about to say, wait a minute, how are you going to tell me that a baby is angry? But I get it now. Because yeah. that's the only way they can express themselves to right. say, hey, I need to be changed. Hey, I need to be fed. Um, so where does where does anger come from? You know, like I said, it's an emotion that uh everybody has to have you can't have happiness without anger just like you can't have joy without pain and all that mm -hmm. but what makes as you get older what makes you angry there are so many different things that can actually make you angry somebody could piss you off um you could stub your toe and get angry um you could uh, spill your beer and get angry. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. Um, then when you get into adulthood and relationships and you have uh, anger with your spouse, you have, uh, you know, so there's so much we could delve on today. Um, so we're, this is what we're going to uh, speak on today and um, hope you uh, all enjoy the show. Well, when you talk about anger, are you like, and as you were mentioning with emotions as being a baby and stuff, do you remember in your childhood being angry as a kid? I would, my first recollection of being angry, I remember getting um, a Christmas present because I had wetted the bed, so they pulled a joke. I mean, I was maybe three or four years old. Shouldn't have been wetting the bed at three or four years old. I mean, golly, what's the bed? <laughs> I got a Christmas present of a box of Pampers, and I remember being so angry. I threw it across the room, and I wanted to beat up every adult in the room that was laughing at me, you know, and that was... Who bought them for you? Uh... I, I don't know if Grandma Carol was in on that because <laughs> when she seen me, how angry I got, I don't know, it might have been I think that your Aunt Grandpa. Pat. No, it might have no. been your Aunt Pat. I, I, I really don't remember who was in on that. I mean, three or four years old is kind of young to like. Yeah, but when you we got, got your. Accident, like. When you got your cousins opening up. <laughs> car toys and bicycles and 
you're opening a pair of Pampers, you ready to kill everybody. <laughs> so yeah, they, you know, there's so many different things as far as uh, that can make a person angry. The, the thing is to, we're trying to figure out why and how it can be controlled. And that's what we're gonna try to figure out today. That's a really big struggle. Like it is. How, it's, how it can be controlled. Cause you know, everybody's different. Everyone's anger levels are on a different <clears throat> like sliding scale. But like while you're talking, I don't even know. Like I think when I get angry, I just shut out. I just don't. Yeah. I feel like that too like sometimes when I get really angry like I need to like remove myself because I might say something that I don't mean or you know like just kind of react out loud and it's like I don't want to do that so what I feel like works for me is just removing myself from the situation because I mean I think initially I'll have a cuss out session with myself but (laughs) and then I also like if I get too mad then I cry and I'm like I don't want you to think that I'm weak I'm just very mad (laughs) yeah for myself um I tend to get destructive um that might have been part of uh my childhood growing up and seeing my father be destructive and tear up everything in the house. Um, I don't go to that extreme, but I have put my fist through walls. I have uh, thrown things and, you know, and it's really dumb when you think about it because you're tearing up your own uh, belongings. Um, But I believe uh, it's not 100%, but alcohol does have a part to do with that because you alcohol makes you not be able to control your anger. It heightens it. At times. Um, it may heighten it for some people. For myself, I believe I'm happier when I am on alcohol than when I'm not. Mm-hmm. By the way, I am an alcoholic, um, so that's a different, whole different topic. But um, well, that's- I feel I could control, I could control that to a point, mm-hmm. but if somebody makes me so mad I'm not a violent person. I don't want to hurt anybody. So I will put my fist through a wall mm-hmm. or I will throw something to avoid hurting that person. Um, but that being said, that's that's not a good that's not a good response, especially uh, you know, anger and alcohol doesn't mix as uh man well, just stated. With you saying anger and alcohol doesn't mix I mean I know like the majority of people like they fight everybody you know like at least you're not taking it out on people like you're not physically taking it out on other people I mean I know it can escalate to that um, that position but I mean for the most part that's why you know I don't like being around people that drink like 
our family is different because we know how they get when they drink you know with me coming around new people and they're like you know because i don't i don't drink like that at all so <clears throat> with me coming around new people and they're like oh come on let's go to the bar let's go here and i'm like oh you know what no because i don't know how you get when you drink and i don't want to you know i don't i just don't want to risk it and i don't want to know well you know how i get yeah i'm more relaxed and happy um until somebody makes me mad you know which goes back to the thing of anger why do we why do we let somebody make us that mad is it i can answer part of that do you okay. feel like you get triggered easily um you know another part that i didn't uh bring up also is um uh, brain injuries you know yeah. that has a lot to do with anger and um, I've I've had multiple concussions I'm recently coming off a concussion uh, and that leads to a disease called CTE yeah which is known to uh, make the person very angry very didn't they uh, say that's the one where all the football players yes, have? Yeah. yes a lot of football players are being diagnosed with it boxers and then you see a lot um, of them being like it's from multiple concussions and you know it, it's a very scary thing um and that's why there's so much to speak about when it comes to anger because we really don't know what triggers someone's anger to a point where, like I said, they're throwing things or hitting a wall or physically doing harm to another person. Um, yeah, we, we need to figure out how to, how to control that. And that, that's, uh, that's a long road. You know, there's, um, I've been watching a documentary on, um, psychedelics and um it, it it seems to be like it could be helpful to certain people mm -hmm. but the government as always wants to ban any kind of drugs that's gonna help somebody just like back <clears throat> when they banned marijuana now they're finally opening their eyes and making it legal because it, it, it's a medicinal plant yeah so there, there's there's so much that that could be helpful to people with anger issues. And going back when you said that when you were like three or four years old and you threw the box of diapers and what you said, grandpa did that a lot where he would get angry and throw things. So do you think that was part of just learned behavior? Uh, I believe seeing my father come home and tear up the house and beat the crap out of me for no reason had some effect I I try not to I try not to believe that it had um, a big effect on who I am um, but I'm sure it has um, because when I would when I was a kid and I would see him, breaking lamps and breaking nice things that we had in the house, it hurt me and I felt bad. Like, why is he, you know, I, you know, I, I love these lamps. They, they were beautiful. Why, why is he smashing them? Mm -hmm. 
Um, <clears throat> then I remember the first time I flipped a table or did something like that in the house and I thought of that. And I said, you know, am I acting like him? Am I doing this because I see my father do it? I don't know. I, I don't want to put put the blame on on anybody. My my actions are my own actions. Well, yeah. Ultimately, you know, you're in charge yeah. of your own self. But right. I feel like it's the environment you grew up in. It's the of how it's I like what Amanda said. Like learned behavior. You know what I mean? It definitely. It's easy to just have a reaction like that. It definitely know? has a lot to do with it. You know. If if you 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 could take a child from the ghetto as a baby and put them in a in a in a well-to-do different family, and he's gonna grow up mm -hmm. with respect and common sense. But if you leave that child in the ghetto and his parents are fighting every day, doing drugs, getting drunk. Mm -hmm. And he's exposed to all that kind of environment, nothing to eat. He has to go out on the street and, and make his own money to eat, mm -hmm. which is kind of how I grew up. Then you're going to be a different mindset. So, yeah, that definitely has something so, to do with it. Do you feel like uh, from when you're a child and then, you know, growing up in your adolescent and teenage years, the way you would let out anger how would you say it was different? Like how how did as you got older, how did you let out your anger during compared your... to my So you said you threw the box of diapers, right? Yeah. Was so, that always your reaction? Yeah, was just or, throwing things. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um Or did it escalate or did it No, decrease? no. It, it it decreased as I got older because I'm maturing now and I said, okay, you know, what am I doing? But there are times where I still, to this day, I have a hole in my wall right now, to this day, I'm 54 years old, I should not have a hole in my wall with my fist imprint. I shouldn't. Mm -hmm. That's, to me, that's ridiculous. But I let someone get to me to that point and I need to be better than that and I need to um, I need to correct that uh, do you think correcting it would be as far as like knowing what triggers you and then removing yourself that's what I was just going to triggers, ask or knowing when a trigger happens and then knowing how to not escalate no no not you know in my case, it, it's... Um, Triggers are always going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, like, in, in my situation, like, when I would get angry, the only time I would get angry is when, you know, somebody's, like, arguing to me in my face. And that, that was a domestic relationship. And, and, and when that was removed, like, I've never... I haven't argued in a couple years. Exactly my point. Exactly. Um, it takes 
something or someone to drive you to that anger. For most people, there are people who will snap on because of nothing. Yeah. You know, um, and that that's a whole nother issue that, that people have with anger that I really don't know how we could, uh, uh, what's the word, um, uh, uh, adjust to that yeah confront that uh, but um, yeah me myself I'm not an angry person until I get to until I get to a point I'm a truck driver so do I have road rage yeah because I drive all eight hours a day (laughs) and then I drive when I'm off and there's so many idiots on the road but that's normal um Oh, I definitely and have that's road my rage. behavior from you because <laughs> I have road rage too. But uh, as far as you know, just some people are just so angry. And and another thing, it seems like uh, people are more angry in these times because we're living in bad times too. Yes, and um. It's a struggle right now. It's like somebody who's angry every day just because it's like one thing after another. Yeah. And it doesn't help that, you know, you know, well, you know, with the pandemic and stuff like that closed a lot of things. And then it's like people. People are struggling. They got used to not working. And then it's like, okay, you guys could all go back to work. And, you know, and then everybody goes back to work. And now they're dealing with like their coworkers and, you know, the stress of the job and. And then if, I, I personally feel like it's just one thing after another, like everything that's happening um, globally, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was COVID. And, you know, now that things were are seeming to like die down a little bit, now we got freaking monkeypox. So it's like it's frustrating to me because, you know, you guys know, like I secluded myself the majority of the past couple of years, like. I wasn't going to family parties. I wasn't doing anything. And it's merely just because of the relationship I was in. But it's like now, well, the last couple years is like, I feel like I'm still stuck and I can't do anything because I don't want to catch something and bring it back home to the kids or, you know what I mean? So that's, that's what's frustrating to me. And then, I don't know, I got used to working at home and now I don't even want to go to work anymore because I want to still work from home. I feel like we have to be really empathetic with people. Like, if you see somebody who's, like, always angry and just in a bad mood and you're like, oh, I don't want to be around them. But there's just, like, so many things that they could be going through and it's just causing them to be angry and not knowing, like, how to express themselves. And we just really, like, kind of had to pay attention and help people where we can. I mean, that happens a lot with my patients, you know, like I'll call them, you know, just to say like, hey, you know, just a reminder of your appointment. And they're like going off on me and I'm like, I didn't even do anything. And then surely next thing you know, in the next five minutes, I'm on the phone with them like and they're just venting to me <laughs> and they feel so much better. I'm like, all right, have a good day. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's very true. Like, you don't know whatever what somebody yeah, is going through. Yeah, that's that's the hard thing is, uh, you know, how do you... And nobody wants to talk about it nowadays either. Like, you know, it's like a sign of weakness for them to like open nobody, up. They think nobody cares. Yeah, or, exactly. Like, that. I hear that a lot. Like, 
you know, nobody cares about my feelings or I'm constantly helping out somebody with all of theirs and nobody's asking me, like, how's your day? You know, or I mean? there was something that I posted in the mental health group and it said, like, um, people need more of love and acceptance rather than advice. You know? Yeah. Some people are like, oh, you got to do this if you don't want to be angry and have an outburst or whatever. But sometimes yeah. people don't even want to take the time to understand or they change the subject and make it about them or, you know. So. Yeah. I feel like social media has a very big, um, like, it's a very big influence to um, a lot of people. You're, like, posting about stuff, thinking, like, people might care or reach out. And then, yeah, and then they don't. Does. Yeah. So. And then you got the people that are like, oh, this person's always posting Bible stuff or this person's always posting stupid memes. <laughs> and then, you know, and then it's like, oh, OK, let me see how many people like my stuff, because I heard that. Like, so I was like, oh, let me see how many people like my post. And I'm like, why? Why does it matter? You know? Oh, that's interesting. I just read an article first yeah, well, about narcissism and social networks. So sorry, I just didn't think about that. Go ahead, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I agree with, with what you said a little while ago about uh, sometimes like I had a friend you know who he is. Uh, we used to call him the hippie trippy. And, um, you know, he was always angry. He was always angry. He always wanted to beat somebody up. He always, you know, and um, when when he would start going off, me and him would be at the bar drinking and he'd, he'd want to, you know, go off and beat somebody up or beat me up or, you know, and I would hug him. I would just hug him and say, I love you, bro. Just relax. And he would like break down, like you know. You probably never got that. So and, um, yeah, you know, you know that that does have a lot to do with it. And you know, maybe that's part of my anger because I never had that because all my father did was beat me up, and all my mom did was work and wasn't even there. And then when you, you don't know, know. she was working two jobs, and and you know she. And she didn't know, really know how to show love because she was uh, mistreated and abused as a child. Yeah. So she really didn't even know. And I didn't even know that grandma love. went through like half the stuff that she didn't until I read her book. Yeah. Like yeah. I was really surprised. Well, that well I knew some thing. of it, but yeah, I didn't know all of it myself. Um, or but. my grandma got a book out, guys. <laughs> it's on Amazon, right, Dad? Yeah, it's called... Uh, um, Finding myself along the way, I I think by it's Carol Bailey. by Carol Bailey or finding me along the way. Right. Uh, it, it's it's a good book if you get a chance. Uh, you know, order it and uh, hope you enjoy it. I I feel like that could be another thing of um like growing up and if your parents don't teach you how to like express yourself or make it a thing to like ask how you're feeling and things like that because then that could have just been the reaction that you went to all the time if you didn't know how to express yourself in a proper way or without crying or just saying how you feel so you just like immediately went to anger so i feel like that could be a thing with a lot of people growing up who don't know how to express themselves or if they weren't given the opportunity to express themselves or if they seeing their parents express themselves in a negative way. I think that that has a lot to do with how our neighborhood is 
because the lack of attention at home, the lack of love, the lack of acknowledging, even just acknowledging somebody or, you know, even just acknowledging your kids, you know, a lot, a lot. I know a lot of my friends, like, you know, as I started getting to know them, like their parents weren't around or they they were always drinking and stuff. So their siblings and them just had to fend for themselves, you know, and Wow. With that being said, um, you know, where where do we where where is the solution? You know, I mean, I mean, because you're basically starting from the bottom, trying to find yourself and how to help yourself. And you don't know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. I mean, you have a sense of it, but you never felt it to know, like, okay, this is a good way to go for me. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we can only do so much. You can only talk to people you know. You know, hopefully this podcast will reach out to people that we can't talk to in person. Um, but for the people that that we know, we can talk to them in person. Like I like today I was just talking to my friend. Um, he came by and uh you know, he's arguing with his girlfriend and he's arguing with his mother. And I said, you know, you just got to walk away from that, man. You know, and then he goes, oh, well, I'm going to go home and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I said, don't do anything stupid. You know, just relax, think about it and then go work it out. I said, if you do anything, um, when your mind uh, until until you cool down your mind, you're gonna do something you're gonna regret, mm-hmm. and and that's the main thing. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a long it's a long struggle. There's so many reasons, as I stated, you know, alcohol, drugs, brain injury. Uh, it's an emotion. It's the way you were grow, brought up, but it has to be. Um, on the indiv- on the individual person, really, um, until we can figure out a way to uh, really reach out to a, a major group of people, you know. But this is a good start, and I appreciate you having me on today. And uh, I hope I, I was of uh, help and uh, gave some good advice. Yeah, it was a good discussion. I I feel like. Um parents or like whatever what we see growing up like if you have a parent who's like working two jobs and then coming home and they're irritated like oh my god Me. like yeah <laughs> and then like if you're and kid, i just have one job <laughs> your innocent kid comes up and he's like oh can you open this toy for me and you're like not, not right now why i can't do that right now and you, you yeah. yell and you just like let out your emotions and i'm like i i really try like if i we, we all get irritated with our kids like that's normal like we're gonna yell or have an immediate reaction but i always apologize to layla yeah after you know if i feel like i i yelled or i if i that's one thing i home, should do is start apologizing like, yeah, because to them because i do feel bad i do feel bad like most of the time it's like golly but like it's like Mommy, I want applesauce. Mommy, I want cheese. Mommy, yeah. I want this. I'm like, well, then go get it yourself. <laughs> and we have to, like, be able to, like, own up to what we do or say. Yeah. And being able to, you know, like, hey, I'm sorry. So they could learn, like, okay, I made a mistake. Let me apologize for it. Or, you know, and it's hard. Like, as long as 
we take account or, you know, take responsibility for that and being able to apologize that, you know, might make a big difference. And yeah, you know, I just feel have like, to be mindful that our kids are watching. I and, feel like for me, like, like I, I should, and what made me realize it, realize this was, golly, like she's always telling me, I love you. Like every five minutes, mommy, I love you. Mommy, I love you. Like out of nowhere. And I'm like, I should be the one that's like, telling all of them that you know like because there's different ways that you're able to feel love and affection from a person right so it has to be something that's consistent it has to be but now here's the thing it's like do you feel it more when somebody's telling you or do you feel it more when somebody's showing you you know what i, I think mean it's both because like, I feel like I show my kids a lot more love than me actually saying it. Well, now you're going from anger to love. That's a whole because, different emotion. Because I feel but, like, yeah, I, I, feel like I feel like if people, if like how you said with your friend, like you gave him a hug, you showed him affection, you showed yeah. him that you cared yeah. and that helped him. And yeah. I think like that's what's lacking with a lot of people. And, you yeah. know, that's why these people are running around from people to people, different people, because they're looking for something that they're missing. And most of the time, all like you said, all it takes is a hug to just let somebody know that, you know, you're there for them, you're their friend or whatever. Yeah. And we also yeah. need to like teach our kids on how to express themselves. Because like I think Layla got mad one time and she like stomped her feet and like slammed the door and I was like, No, we do not do this. Like you like you had to like tell me what's what what's bothering you, what made you mad or you know, yeah. things like that. It's just because once you're able to talk about how you feel it just makes it better and especially if you have that person who you could go to and be like mom i'm mad yeah well that goes back to um what you said about uh your how you grow up mm-hmm. you're not slamming doors and stomping your feet so when she does it you could say hey we don't do that yeah but if you got a parent who, who does do that yeah, yeah slamming doors uh shooting uh, shooting bullet holes through the refrigerator well, see, no, and look, tearing up the house it. then you know there's no way you could have emotion regulation like you don't yeah, know how to yeah. handle well, that that's, but then, that's how I grew up but then like look at this so like golly like the other day she got mad at Belly right and I was taking a shower I'm like both of you guys like go in your rooms like you know I was just until I get out the shower so golly goes in my room and she shuts my she slams my door I'm like, what the heck? And she's like, I go in there. I'm like, what's wrong with you? She's like, Belly's mad at me. And then Belly like slams her door. But I'm like, I don't slam doors. We do. We don't even close our doors. Like, but I mean, but Belly, Belly slams her door, and it's something that she learned from her father. So now it's like a trickling effect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes even yeah. kids pick up on that on from other things. Maybe they've seen it on YouTube. Maybe they've seen somebody else do it. Like sometimes it doesn't even have to be the parent. But as long as no. you are, well, able, I'm pretty sure she's getting it from Belly because she's yeah. she's saying her phrases. <laughs> or, yeah, or there's she's like what? seriously, mom. There's still a way to be able to, um, you know, talk to them about it and tell them like, hey, that's not the way we do things when we're mad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, um, I don't know, you know, in the beginning, daycare made it extremely hard because in the beginning, like, you know, she she stepped away from daycare and then she would come back 
and she would she would like be sticking up the middle finger saying mm. shut up and i'm like hold on i i don't stick up middle fingers you know like where did she get this from mm-hmm. i told her and she said it was her friend from school and, and and i'm like well we don't do that here and it literally took me one time just to tell her like we don't do that here and then she like stopped yeah. so i yeah. mean i don't know and it's a lot about parents being present like you know not just physically but you know being aware of what they're doing and what things are changing yeah yeah it's really important i just feel like i have to like communicate with them more like i mean i feel like we have a i think our communication has gotten a lot better like with three of them and it's so hard to like you know go from one kid to another and then give them advice and i'm like i'm tired Mm -hmm. you know and also dbt helps (laughs) i was co-leading a dbt group at my internship um it's it's really good it's like helping you with emotion regulation what does it stand for dialectic behavioral therapy oh okay yeah um and also like mindfulness and it's it's really good so anybody who ever you know needs that you can look into dbt (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know i just feel like a lot of times i could just you know I'm always looking for different ways to become a better mom just so that we could just like break the cycle, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm glad like my kids aren't, you know, out outrageous and breaking stuff and over yeah. the top like that. And most of the time it just came from me just having a real conversation with them. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes, you know, to um, talk, you know, say, hey. I mean, talk to me, you know. Let, I mean, let like, me know and some people don't what's have going that. On and, you know? and yeah. I mean, if you guys need to talk, you know, I'm always here. I mean, I'm not really a good talker, but I'm a good listener, <laughs> and I could, I could try to give you the best advice, you know. But I don't know. I have availability too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not a therapist, but. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk to you if you got some beer. I'll talk, <laughs> I'll talk to you. <laughs> Dad, you, you literally make friends like out of nowhere. Like you have strangers coming right to your house and you don't even know who they are. Yeah. Like, like the homeless guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh Lena was like, I went over Lito's house and there was some guy there and he didn't even know who it was. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then she said that she said that she told one of her friends to meet to meet her there. And she said he got there before she got there. And he's just hanging out in the garage with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, that's how it always been, though. Like, I don't know. And then, you know, dad is always saying every time I go there, oh, this is your uncle. I'm like our uncle. I never met this guy a day in my life. You remember so-and-so's brother and this guy. and the- Yeah, that's him. And I'm like, what? It's <laughs> not my uncle. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But dad, you got a lot of friends. You got yeah. a lot of people that you know. Yeah, a lot of people know me. Yeah, but um, I don't know, guys. Um, Amanda, like she said, she has availability. What do you accept? Oh, insurance-wise? Yeah. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield PPO. Um, Blue Cross Blue Shield Community, which is um, through public aid. Or I have a sliding scale because I'm a student intern, so I could go pretty low. 
And you do video visits, right? Yeah. That sounds like a good deal. Um, yeah, that's in case you guys, you know, I know, I know a lot of therapy places are, um, backed up right now. Like there's like a long waiting list. So, you know, Amanda's available (laughs) and she's not licensed yet. Yes, not yet, but I'm in my second year, so. She will help you. Pretty soon. What was that, that thing that you gave me in the bathroom? What's it say? Sometimes talking to your sister is all the therapy you need. And sometimes after talking to your sister, you need therapy. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so. Awesome. Anybody we could find that will listen and not judge you is, you know, pretty good. We all need somebody to talk to and to hear us out. Yeah. So, Dad, before we end it, what did you think you could come up with different ways to help yourself out? Uh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. (laughs) You don't Um, say. (laughs) So, what did you learn from all of this? (laughs) The main thing I would say. For myself, anyway, would be um, just to walk away and think before you react. Because if you, somebody says something to you and your first reaction is I'm going to bust his head or I'm going to bust her head or I'm going to throw this or I'm going to, you know, just walk outside, walk down downstairs, walk away and just say, take a deep breath and say, all right, I'm not going to I'm not going to put myself in this situation and I'm not going to I'm not going to do this today. I'm not going to. Nothing good is going to come out of your anger. So I have a quick question, too. So, you know, you're you grew up in in where Bush and South Chicago, right? Yes. And where everybody's angry, <laughs> where everybody's angry. Everybody <laughs> needs love over there. Speaking, uh, speaking of that, we were working on the east side uh, a couple of weeks ago and there was like three cars were driving by and um uh, blowing the horn and flipping us off and you know I'm, all, all of my crew that I work with they they work they live uh, on the west side you know uh, uh, Mount Greenwood and all that and uh, they go man these these people on the east side are angry over here <laughs> and, you know and I said yeah you know what it's all the pollution <laughs> I go, it's all the pollution. That's why we're so angry. But yeah, it's like they weren't used to seeing that, you know? Right. So like everybody, like, you know, everybody had a common ground was, oh, my parents aren't home. Let's go run the street. Right. So. Or is that a stereotype? Are we just. No. No, that's. No. Oh, no. She's saying what. Like with other people, like, oh, they're all angry over there. Well, no, because my thing is where I'm getting at is, you know how you said that, you know, you you got angry through the box. Like, were you always getting into fights with other people when you were younger? Oh, when uh, when Grandma Carol took me to. um, 
when she first left uh, Grandpa Junebug and she took me to uh, uh, the suburbs out in Rolling Meadows, I got into a fight every day. And she had to bring me back, you know, but so, it was because it was a racial thing. No, it was a racial thing. I was oh. the only Mexican in the whole school. And I was a spick, I was a wetback, I was this, I was that. And I wasn't going to take that. So I got into a fight almost every day. And I said, take me back to the hood. And that's what I was going to ask. Like, do you think like everybody, like all your people that you hung around with back then, um, do you think that, do you think they had any influence? Because it doesn't, I mean, you said that you were a fighter and stuff and like growing up and some people just don't grow out of that. I mean, they're like 40, 50 years old, still fighting. We used to fight just playing. That was our thing. Me, JF, uh, my boy Antonio Guano, we used to just, we go in the parking lot on recess and all the kids are playing and we'd be boxing <laughs> with bare knuckles, just beating each other up. Oh that was God. our fun. Uh, you know, that that's what we did. Um, and how many times did you see me come home with bloody shirt or a black eye and, yeah. and mo- the majority of them times I was fighting with one of my friends <laughs> that's just <laughs> what we did so you had like multiple resources for you like fighting yeah. and getting angry and stuff like that yeah yeah I remember I was sorry it made me think about when me and Sonia were fighting in the backyard and you had us put the gloves on and you made us fight <laughs> and me and her were like hitting each other and then after like 30 seconds we were like oh <laughs> Like, man, we're tired. <laughs> yeah. It, it takes, uh, fighting, it, it takes a lot out of you. So you didn't really have somebody saying like, hey, stop fighting. Like, this, you know, just no, hug it out was, or go talk to them. No, that was our thing. I remember when, um, when I was about, uh, 15, maybe. Yeah, about 15. And I found uh, two pairs of boxing gloves in the garbage can. (laughs) And uh, so I brought them, you know, all my friends I hung around with, you know, that guy Chon and my friend, I don't know if you know the other ones. I know you know Chon. Yeah. And I said, hey, look, I found two pairs of boxing gloves. And they're like, yeah. And I said, come on. Let's get it on. And you're like, what do you mean? I go, we're going to box. You know, we're going to we'll put our names in the hat and pick the hat and whoever gets drawn, they, they box. Good, wholesome fun. You know? And they're like, uh, okay. <laughs> they were a little hesitant at first. And then, and then I just went like a madman and just boom, 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 boom. And started beating all of them up, you know? And then they were like, we're not boxing with you no more, you know? You're supposed to be boxing, you know? They're like, yeah. They're like, you know, jab, move, jab. And I just came in like, boom, 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 trying to knock you out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's nice, trying to knock out your friends. That's like a lot of issue with a lot of the guys from our neighborhood. Like it is. if they get into a fight, what are they going to do? Oh, let me walk away and just do deep breaths. Yeah, they're not going to walk away because they don't want to. They have no. to have this image of like, oh, yeah, no, I got to yeah. get mad. I no, yeah, this. yeah. The, the neighborhood has uh, definitely has a lot to do with it because you don't want to be labeled a punk in the neighborhood. Even if you can't fight and you get beat up, you could say, hey, at least I fought him. 
I'd rather us go yeah. back to the days where we fought instead of using guns. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah, we can take yeah. that any day, but also it's like who you surround yourself with too. Why are you gonna keep hanging around with the same guys that are nothing but trouble? You know what I mean? They don't realize that they're like, oh, you know, that's that's Fixed our norm. You know? Like, yeah, yeah, like okay. Instead of yeah. instead of people are gonna be like, no, walk away. Like, don't do that. Like, it's hard. Yeah, I get it. Well, Dad, thanks for uh, coming on and speaking with us. Thank you for having me. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, um, hopefully you'll have me back again for another discussion. And, oh, you um, definitely will. <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll, we'll delve into some more uh, brain issues. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening. Um, and we'll see you guys next Monday. We have another guest next Monday. So, all right. Thanks. Bye. Good night. Bye.